What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I am drinking right now. It's the morning, and guess what I'm drinking? Dr. Pepper with zero sugar. I'm not drinking alcohol. It's 9 a.m. What am I, a fucking alky? Huh? I'm not. But I did drink, was it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. I started drinking at 10 a.m. Because I was watching Man City versus Brentford to close out the regular season of the Premier League. The Premier League actually only has a regular season. There's no playoffs in the English football system. Unless you're in the Champion League, the championship it's called, and you're battling for the final spot to get promoted up to the Premier League. I'll talk a little bit more about that. But for those of you listening for the very first time, welcome to the podcast. I'm a stand-up comedian based out of Chicago, Illinois. And my podcast is basically where I just rant for 25 to 30 minutes about all the shit that's going on in my life and going on in the world. You know, a lot of nonsense, some interesting. Sometimes I get a little deep. Sometimes I have a positive message. Sometimes I'm just here to fuck around. Um, yeah, let me go back to that, though. I am a big Manchester City fan. They won the league three Pete, three in a row, four of the last five. Phenomenal. They're going for the trouble, which means that they beat Manchester United this uh, Saturday. They win the FA Cup. And then the week after that, they're in Istanbul, Turkey, to take on Inter Milan for the European Champions League. The United... Um, championship league they call it the ucl which is all the best teams in europe face each other which is really awesome you know i'm a big american sports fan of course too uh love baseball love hockey uh nfl and nba although i'll be honest with my passion for the nba isn't really there anymore i still check it like you know i check the box scores here or there see who's doing what let the leaderboard the standings and all that and i want my bulls to do well but I'm not going out of my way to be like, oh, the fucking, this game's on. Are we going to go out to watch it? I don't care that much for it anymore. Um, but I do, I follow it though. So, but what's, what I love about the English Premier League, and I guess all the soccer leagues have this, except for in America, that's where we're screwing up, is this promotion relegation system. It makes it so much more enjoyable as a fan. Like the game meant nothing for me on Sunday as a Manchester City fan because we already won the Premier League. We, no matter what happened that day, we were finishing number one. We're champions. So there's nothing on the line there. It was just a, a nice, beautiful day in Chicago. So let's get out there and get some drinks, have a good time. And then um, but what was cool was there were three other games going on where those teams had to win or, or if another team lost, they were going to get promoted or demoted, I should say. And that's got to be embarrassing as hell for your team to be like, you guys sucked so bad. You are no longer in the league. You have to go down to that league, figure your shit out, win that league. Then you could come back. I love that. I don't think it could ever work for the NFL, but Major League Baseball should definitely try to do something like that. They won't, though, because our owners just care about money. Um, I'm not saying the owners of the teams over in Europe don't care about money. They do, of course, but they also have a greater deal of pride and they want to win. Um, and they're going to make your money. If you, if you're whole, if you're an owner and all you care about is winning, you're going to make money. That's what's always killed me about it. But it's like, there's an effort there and there's just, you know, you look at owner. If I, if we had like a yearbook, maybe someone should sell this a book where it's the photos of every owner for the big four sports in America, even throw in, throw in every league actually. And you saw their pictures. You'd be like, these are just a bunch of fucking dorks. American sports teams are owned by a bunch of fucking dorks. Even Mark Cuban, who's kind of cool. If you, I bet if you hung out with him long enough, you'd be like, oh, you're just kind of a dork too, aren't you? You're like a fun dork. You're a dork who learned how to be cool. <laughs> I don't know. I'm ragging on Cuban. I actually do like uh, Cuban. And I wish he owned uh, a lot of the teams I root for. But when you think about it, though, so because of that, they don't have this like 
urgency and this need to be like, I got to put up the best team possible. I want to win. You know, and a lot of them end up hiding behind their corporations. They become faceless. The Chicago Cubs were owned by the Chicago Tribune for a long time. That was a newspaper. So there was like, who was like, they had no figurehead. There was people in charge of stuff, but I always felt like we're booing a newspaper. And then when you have like a family owning, which we do now, I feel like as a fan base, it's a little bit more like it's this piece of shit's fault. Um, although there's been a lot of great things on the north side of Chicago with, with my cubbies over the last seven, eight years. So can't really complain too much. Um, I mean, you can. You can always complain as a sports fan. Don't ever let them take away your right to complain and bitch because that's a big part of being a sports fan, right? But the relegation system, they're really badass in baseball. Like We have a triple A. We'd have to have it where all our minor leagues became independently owned, though. Because right now they all feed into the major leagues. You erase that. But think about like a city like uh, like the Des Moines Cubs. They'd change their name because you don't want the affiliation with the Cubs anymore. But like the Des Moines uh, River Rats. I don't know. And they, they win. They win AAA. Then they get promoted up to Major League Baseball. The Oakland A's, who are an absolute embarrassment right now, would get demoted down to AAA. And then Las Vegas is like, we don't want your AAA bullshit team. You know what I mean? So like, there'd just be more on the line. And it would make it so that if your team was out of it, there's still some excitement at the end of the year because you're like, oh, my God, we just have to finish above these three teams. And it would be a better system. So I like that. Um, and we need more morning games in which you could drink at the pub because that's a lot of fun, too. I'm really into that. Um, it's just a beautiful game. I really wish I grew up like in soccer, uh, football, because uh, I've really I've been a Manchester City fan for 12 years, though, since I worked at an Irish pub. I chose them way back when in 2009, I believe. We were on the time they got the new ownership. And uh, I, I chose them because I said to the guys at the pub that I was working at, because they're all, you know, from uh, a lot of them were from Ireland and England. And they were just like, oh, you got to pick a team. And most of them were like Man United fans. So I think I picked City to be like, oh, that's your rival. I'll pick them. Actually, I only did that with the one guy, this one kitchen manager who I didn't care for. He liked Manchester United. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to pick City. But I also picked City because I asked those guys, they go, what team is most like my Cubs? And they're like, what do you mean by that? And I'm like, well, who's like a, a big name? You know, they got to be a, a, a in a big market. And they haven't won the title in forever. And they all like said in unison, Manchester City. And so I was like, all right, I'm a City fan then. And I remember being like, Oasis, that's one of my favorite bands. They like City. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're huge City guys. I'm like, well, this makes it even better. And I look great in baby blue. And and I love the squad and the fan base. I, everyone I've met has been cool. I like that Manchester culture. I'm, I'm into it all. All right, I hope everyone had a great Memorial Day weekend. I did. I did some great shows at the Laugh Factory here in Chicago. Those Saturday night shows were really something. So was Sunday. So shout out to Curtis at the Laugh Factory. He's the general manager. Um, the whole staff there is amazing. Got to uh, hang out with some comedians I haven't seen in a while. Tom Takar, funny dude. He was in town, Brian Babylon. Some really good people. And the crowds were great. They were great. you know. And look, there's violence in Chicago, but it's not stopping people from going out. Clearly, if they're all staying inside, they wouldn't be getting shot in the head. But <laughs> you got to make fun of some stuff, although it is really sad. I'm not taking it lightly. Um, 52 people were shot, 12 died. And a good friend of mine from high school I haven't talked to in years, other than just like some likes here and there on social media. She lost her cousin, and it's, it was clearly it had to be a gang hit. It was terrible because they didn't even rob him. They just got out of the car and shot him. Unless they thought he was some, someone else. Like random violence doesn't really like happen like that. Um, even in a city like Chicago that has its its problems with violence, it's rarely random. It's usually like someone was a target. They might miss the target and get someone else, which is, of course, horrible. 
so yeah, my heart goes out to her family. Um, and I've, I've met her, her brother and her dad. I don't know if I've ever, no, I did meet her mom. Yeah. I think her mom was on a flight, the flight to Ireland with me one time. Um, great family. So, uh, you know, I know I made the joke earlier, but, um, that's just how I process things. Uh, so yeah, of course my heart goes out to them and it's terrible. And I would like to see the violence get reduced, but I don't like what I see from a lot of the media in Chicago, the way they sensationalize stuff. Uh, and the, and, the, and the way they phrase things, too, I saw one headline where it was like 50 people shot in Chicago over the weekend, including two two-year-olds. And what bothered me about that one was I'd heard, though, I'd read a different article about the two-year-olds. It implies 50 people shot in Chicago, including two two-year-olds. That implies that a couple two-year-olds were just playing with their blocks and got shot. No, that's not what happened. Both two-year-olds shot themselves because they're stupid as fuck parents left guns lying around or guns within reach of two-year-olds and those two-year-olds shot themselves with their parents guns or whoever's guns were lying around uh still horrible still insanely tragic but it doesn't need to be phrased that way in a headline right it's like it's 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 bad enough and it's terrible enough to make it worse just seems like fucked and you know you're appealing to a certain rage that people have and you're getting them even more fired up 50 people shot or 52 people shot. No, it was 50 because the two-year-olds counted as a 50. 50 people shot in the weekend over Chicago. That's a bad enough headline. You don't need to add to it by going, oh, and two of them were two-year-olds and imply that they were just playing and got shot because that's what everyone in the comments said. Everyone in the comments was like, wow, two-year-olds can't even live, play with by themselves or two-year-olds can't even live or two-year-olds can't even. And I'm like, well, yeah, by the way, not to be even a bigger piece of shit about it. But if you're two years old and your parents are stupid enough to leave guns lying around, there's a good chance you weren't going to make it too deep. And that's sad and that's horrible. And I'm not wishing that, of course. But like how fucking how shitty. I, I, you know what I mean? It's like, have you ever seen that movie Manchester by the Sea with Casey Affleck? Well, here comes a spoiler alert for it. He acts, he was drunk with his buddies. It was a complete accident, but it was still horrible. Drunk with his buddies and forgets to like cover up the fireplace. So a fire happens at his house. His wife ends up getting out, but the kids didn't make it. So his kids died and he then wants to kill himself and spends the rest of his life. He didn't. They stopped him from killing himself, but spends the rest of his life just like in this crazy melancholy depression. And his wife, his ex-wife, they get divorced later, runs into him. And she's like, I just always wanted to tell you that, like, I'm sorry for how I handled that. And, it, you know, it wasn't it was an accident. And of course, you didn't mean to do that. And. You know, I could have easily one night not put the thing up by the fireplace and I just want you to forgive yourself. And he was just like, you know what? There's some things you don't come back from. And look, that's a tragedy. But in that case, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of that movie was depressing as fuck. You would never watch it a second time. But there there is some truth to that. If I as a parent left my gun lying around and my two year old shoots themselves, I would be on suicide watch because I would think to myself, wow, I'm the biggest piece of shit loser of all time. <laughs> I know how I started this podcast telling like, Hey, if you're a new listener, here's what it is. I rant for 30 minutes about just goofy shit and try to keep it fun. And then here I am getting really serious, but, um, cause it's such a weird thing going on in my town right now. You know, like I'll have, again, did I go, I don't even know if I went out Friday night. Did I do anything Friday night? I don't think I did, but Saturday night, I had two show sold out shows at laugh factory had a blast. And, and again, these, it's a 300 seat theater. So both shows were packed lines out the door everywhere. I went places were packed. You know, everyone's out there. People were out having fun. There were street festivals. Those were packed, right? Like, um, 
the Cubs sold out all their games almost. I think Friday only had like 37,000. They had 40,000 strong the rest of the Memorial Day weekend. The weather was perfect. Every other person I know was texting, going, hey, where are you going? We're going over here to this barbecue, or we're going over there to that bar. Um, We had the comedian softball game on Memorial Day. That's always a blast. It was particularly more fun this year. And I didn't think I felt like playing, but it's pretty great. I'll talk about that in a second. So you have all that good, positive stuff going on. And then you hear reports where it's like, oh, there was a shooting down the street. And you're like, oh, fuck, that sucks, you know? Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's awful. Uh, it's, it's, a we- it's a weird thing going on because on one side, you're like, man, I'm having a great time. And then you read these stories and you're like, man, I really feel for these people who clearly had the worst time. Um, and then you you stick up for your town. Like, I was born and raised here, okay? I'm not going to just start saying the city sucks. Um, I used to say it sucked for other reasons, <laughs> you know? Um, the violence has always been here, though. It has. And and some people argue with me, like, oh, what is the difference is it, it's starting to spread to areas that might not have had it before. And we have 24-hour news networks and we have social media. So it's starting to go to certain areas and they're like, well, it was never here before. And I'm like, so now you care about it? You should have cared about it the whole time. Um, but it's also a big city. That's what happens in a big city. To quote a, a good comedian friend of mine, Abby Sanchez, look him up. Abby's hilarious. He's got an HBO um, Latino special, and uh, he's great. Look him up, Abby Sanchez, A-B-I, Sanchez. His joke about Chicago violence, where he talks about the news. He's like, the news is always like, you know, 50 people shot in Chicago over the weekend. And it's like, they never say 2.8 million people had a great time, you know, because that's really the case. So when I see people just going around, and you know how social, social I can't talk, Social media sensationalizes everything and always tries to make it worse. And it's always one extreme to the next extreme. Um, you know, anything for division is possible. They want to divide people, divide people, divide people. Is that uh, they make it seem like I would never go to Chicago. I don't get shot. And it's like, okay, well, statistically, your chance of getting shot is like 0.00000, you know, three. Like, I don't, I don't know the exact math, but what is 50 people or even let's do a whole year. If you want to do a bigger sample size last year is about 680 people were murdered. Um, I mean, I've seen more than that were shot, but uh, even, uh, even if the number was, I don't know, I'll go high. I don't think it was this many, but like maybe 10,000, 3 million people. Right. And it's uh, so that's like less than it's way less than 1%. You know, 1% of 3 million is 30,000, 30,000 people did not get shot. You know? So it's, it sounds like I'm sticking up for it, but I'm not. I just need, I just want more solutions. I want to hear more solutions, you know? And if you say we need to add to the police budget, if you want to say hire more police, okay, I could get, I mean, I, I could get behind it, but what's the strategy behind that? Because despite what people think, we've raised the police budget every year the last four years. The new mayor's been mayor for two weeks. So I don't, I don't really know what you want him to do unless you think he's an Avenger. Right. I don't fucking understand how two weeks in people could be like, you piece of shit. Um, and they started this new peacekeepers program, I guess, where it's people wearing yellow vests. I don't understand that. Are they armed? Could they do what could they actually do? Because there are some there are some cases of crime where I'm like, well, what the hell? A cop wouldn't have prevented that. Right. The, the poor guy, uh, my friend's cousin who was murdered over the weekend. It was 2 a.m. He's walking down a street that's typically a very safe street, as far as I've read. And two guys get out and shoot him and get back in the car and drive away. What would more police have done to stop that? You could say more police maybe would have led to him getting caught, catching the murderer. And and I, that I would be all about. 
Uh, but it's just, I think it's just a lot of complaining and not a lot of trying to come up with solutions. I, I 100% acknowledge that the crime is bad. It's bad and it needs to be fixed. Um, we're now top 20 in, in violent crime. I think we're almost in number 16 and that's not good. I don't want to be in the top 20. Top 30, I'm okay with being in because, you know, if, if we get too safe, then everything's going to get really expensive. You know, the rents are going to get so high. My poor friends are all going to get evicted. So, you know, I, again, I got to make some jokes here. There was a great video I saw a few years ago where it's like me keeping crime down in my neighborhood. And it showed a guy he's eating cereal and like he had a little alarm go off. And then he walks out to his porch and just fires his gun in the air six times and then goes back into his apartment and goes back to watching TV. It was a funny video. Because the idea of random gunshots keeps his rent down. Uh, I don't know. I just I get a kick out of shit like that sometimes. Because life is hard. So you got to find humor in it wherever you can. You really do. All right. Allow me to take another sip of my wonderful Dr. Pepper Zero. It's got zero sugar and still has the great taste of a regular Dr. Pepper. I am not sponsored by Dr. Pepper, but I feel like they should throw me a free case for this advertisement. Yeah. Also, what are we doing with this whole uh, every time... A company has a thing we don't like. We don't spend money there. I mean, I got, I get that. I, I, you want to support what you want to support, but it's it's heightened to a level I've never seen before, like ever. Target, as far as I know, has been selling gay pride clothing for quite a while now. I don't know why all of a sudden this year of all years, it's become some sort of outrageous thing that needs to be stopped. I don't get it. And the whole idea is like they're aiming this at children. And I'm thinking, what child is wandering Target by themselves with uh, cash or credit card to purchase their own clothing? You know, if you have a child and you don't want them wearing a gay pride shirt, then don't buy them a gay pride shirt. You don't need to go knocking displays down like a fucking idiot. I don't, that I don't get it. I just don't get that mindset. You don't think I'm walking through stores and I see stuff that bothers me? Yeah. But I'm a fucking adult and I just go, okay, I'm not going to buy that dumb shit. And I keep walking. I don't like the Chicago White Sox. When I'm at a Target and I see White Sox stuff on the north side of Chicago, which is Cubs part of the city, I don't go, you know, I'm going to knock that Sox shirt down and take a big old crap on it. I don't do that. Okay. Do I want to? Yes, I do. But I control myself because I'm a fucking adult, right? You got to learn how to control your urges. You just get a podcast and you talk about how you'd like to do that. That way people out there are like, you know what? Joe's like me. He wants to shit on stuff too, but he doesn't because he's got self-control. I should be more like Joe instead of shitting on people's clothing. Some poor target worker had to put that display together and some fucking mouth breather knocks it over. It's annoying. It's an annoying thing to see. I don't get that. And it does feel like it does feel like backwards progress too. Because again, this has been going on for quite a while. Quite a while there's been support. Every, and then then I see, you know, people share it. They go, here are all the corporations that you love that have had gay pride um, support. The NFL did their logo in rainbow. Every beer you could think of. Unless you're just going to drink water out of your sink, which a lot of you in the states you're from that are upset about this should not do, right? You're fucked when it comes to beverages. Or you could just grow up, accept that people who aren't like you exist. And get the fuck over it. That's the thing I never understood either. The people who say they love the way they live, but get angry by the way other people live. That makes me think you don't really love the way you live. And that's why one of these guys that got caught knocking down the Target gay pride displays in one of the Targets, they're like, this dude's on Grinder. 
Grinder's gay Tinder. And all these gay people were like, yeah, I fuck that guy. That dude sucked my dick. Who's he pretending? And it's like, cause he's in the closet. He's from a family or a community or a culture that doesn't support gay people. So even though he is gay, he has to fight against it. He has to do that shit where it's like, oh, Tommy, he's not gay. Me and him went to the local Target and, and knocked down all the gay pride stuff. So clearly he's not. It's like the person who says, I'm not on steroids. And it's like, you sure? And then later they go, oh, well, he's not on steroids. He's been one of the biggest proponents. He even said there should be more drug testing for steroids. So he's definitely not on it. I'm like, okay, bullshit. We all know that dude's got to needle up his ass every other week. It's called a cycle. Like it's, yeah, it's just a lot of things that, that confuse the hell out of me. Especially with the people who are like, I love my life. So therefore I shit in the way other people live. Mm, something's wrong with you then. You know, I saw a thing too, where it was this woman. And again, I know I'm quoting, I'm talking about the dangers of social media and how it's not reality. And yet I'm quoting certain things in reality or in social media, like it is reality. I know this is, these are small percentages of people. Like how many incidences have there actually been at targets across? What is there? 700 target stores. Maybe 11 of them had people being dicks. Again, it's, it's percentages. And so I bring up the percentages with violence in Chicago. I bring up percentages with people acting like assholes in stores and things like that to just remind people that life is still good and it's still what you make of it. It is. There's ugly sides of the world, of course. And I'm not putting my head in the sand in regards to that because that would be ignorant as hell. And there are problems that need to be worked on and I look for solutions. But if you're going to be running around going, this is what's happening, this is what's happening, when it's just not. I bet the majority of people had no problem with the Little Mermaid being African-American, right? But the problem is we amplify the voices of dissent, right? You get a bunch of fucking people who get mad about a mermaid. Like, why would you give a shit? Because the Little Mermaid was a white girl with red hair when I was growing up. All right, well, now in this, it's an African-American girl with reddish hair, right? You also know it's a made-up story. There are no mermaids. None. There aren't any mermaids. Well, it doesn't matter. It's changing my... No, you just hate. You hate that you're dying. You hate that you're getting older. You hate that people are stopping to think as simple as you. That's what it is. And until you admit that, you're going to have a miserable existence until you wind up in the fucking ground. It's that simple. That's how you could choose to live. You could choose to be like sitting at the bar and some guy named Bobby goes, Hey, Mikey. Did you hear a little mermaid's going to be a little black girl? Doesn't that make you angry? You could be like, no, I could give a fuck. All right. Especially the people who don't have children and don't plan seeing the movie anyway. They make, they can make the little mermaid a fucking girl with a Scottish brogue. And you'd still be like, I'm not going to see that regardless. What do you fucking care? I just, that's what upsets me. And I do it because if there's anyone out there, if I could even reach one person who listens to my podcast who could think, you know, Joe's right. I need to focus on the shit that really matters and movies and all this other kind of stuff doesn't matter as much. And I could be out there enjoying myself more instead of this. Or maybe you guys know someone. Maybe you, I imagine you guys are all cool as fuck. So maybe you have a friend that gets mad about dumb things like this and you could tell them, hey, stop. We all die at the end. This is what you want to be angry about, especially you older folk out there. Comedian friend of mine, Pat Tomasula, is a great joke about it now. And we were talking about where it's like, you're you're 80. You're 80 and you're getting mad about like minuscule law changes. That That's really your, how you're going to spend your remaining years angry, right? We all remember that old person in our, in our neighborhood that'd be like, get off my lawn. 
And you look at them and you're like, dude, you're going to die in two weeks. Why do you care about fucking grass? This is how you're expending your existence. When I'm 80, 85, and I see children or anyone walking on my grass, I am not going to give a fuck. I'm not. I'm going to be like, good for you. You probably walked on it because there's a shortcut. Or what? At, like, why care? There's so many things you could be doing better in your, in your remaining years. Do fun things or be chill. Be the person that when someone walks by, they go, that old guy's cool as fuck. I bet he's got stories. I mean, I'm being real preachy. I mean, real preachy in this pod. Yeah, so the one thing this woman was like, um, me with my five kids, uh, just looking at a bunch of women driving by going clubbing. And it showed her like with a look on her face. And it's like, okay, if you're happy with your existence and you having five kids in your 20s, why do you care that there are women your own age? That was the whole thing too. It's like, are seeing girls my own age doing this? Why do you care that they're doing their thing? See, it tells me that you're not really happy. And you have to convince yourself every day that you made the right decisions. Every day you have to tell yourself, I did the right thing having five children by the age of 27. I love my life and I would never change anything. And you're, you have to say this to yourself every day. Because every now and then there's that moment where you see people your age being free and going to the bars and going to clubs and, and taking flights and having a great time. And you have that little bit of worry where you're like, fuck, I should have done that. I could have waited till my 30s. I should have lived up my 20s. And then you have to be like, no, no, I did the right thing. I, I'm i what God wants. And they're they're fucking evil. They're the ones that are, are doing everything wrong. And it's like, if you're truly happy, though, you don't look at that. I am truly happy. Well, not always. <laughs> That's a fucking lie. Who would, who's truly happy all the time? But as far as my, like, my plot in life, plot, is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I guess so. Being a father of two, being married, dog, um, living in a quiet neighborhood in the city of Chicago. Yeah, I'm pretty cool with that. Uh, when I get older, though, and my kids are out of uh, grade school, because you could be in the same grade school up until eighth grade. I don't want to transfer them out or anything like that. I do want to move further into the city that's more walkable. The one thing I hate about my neighborhood is it's not very walkable. That bothers the hell out of me because uh, I hate driving nowadays. I just I can't stand it. Everyone's gotten worse at driving and gas is getting so much high and I don't want to Give, give these oil companies even more money. Um, that's like my one qualm. But I, uh, I I don't have to tell people. When I meet other people, I've got friends my own age who don't have kids and aren't married. And I don't constantly go to them. When are you going to get married and have kids? Huh? You're not living a fulfilled life unless you do exactly what I do. You know? I I, I don't made, I made them sound real kind of dainty there, didn't I? This uh, version of myself who's upset that people aren't living exactly like me. And that really is a weird mindset. Do you really want everyone to be just like you? Wouldn't that be boring? Wouldn't that be boring as fuck? Everyone just same opinion, same ever, like, you know. Now there are certain opinions where I'm like, man, this guy thinks this. I can't hang out with someone who thinks this. That makes sense. Every now and then it does crack me up when someone's like, Can you believe they stopped being friends with me over this? I'm like, Yeah, I can actually. Here's <laughs> some horrible fucking views. And you're not very fun. So it makes a lot of sense. <coughs> that was a good burp. <coughs> Ooh, I like the follow-up. You like a good follow-up burp? You get that good one out, and then you get that little follow-up afterwards. Ooh, I like that. I call that the aftershock, right? That first burp, that's your earthquake. And then you get that little little extra burp. Not as strong as the original, but enough where you're like, yeah, I needed that release. And I think that's what earthquakes are. You know, the first earthquake is those, those earth plates. They're rattling around, and then they go, oh, that's nice. And then they get that little burp, the aftershock, and then they're, they're even more like, whoo, boy, I needed that. Got these people walking around on me all day. Oh man, I just shake things up a little bit, right? Yeah. Like a dog shaking out stress. 
You ever see that when dogs just shake? They're, they're shaking out stress. That's what someone told me once. As people, I think we should do that. It'd be kind of interesting to see. You're out in a bond, all of a sudden you see a bunch of people just doing that real quick, just getting it out, right? That's what masturbating is. You're shaking your dick until stress comes out. I get it now. I get it. That's why that was invented. That's why it was. Um, all right. So I do want to talk about Memorial Day softball game. A lot of fun. Uh, at first, I was like, I didn't know if I wanted to play. Sometimes I'm, I'm getting to the age where I'm starting to get overwhelmed by big crowds of people. I don't mind going to like a game. You know what I mean? I don't mind going to like a baseball game or any kind of like, you know, event like that. But big crowds where I'm like, I got to interact with a lot of people right now. And I'm, I'm not up for it. So, and then, so that's why at first I pulled up and I saw all the people and I just stayed in my car and I kind of lied low. And I remember thinking at one point, someone's going to look over and be like, Hey, that's Kilgallen's car. <laughs> Where the hell is he? And they're going to come up to the window and just see me like not wanting to be out in the world. Um, but then I, I was like, ah, I'm here. I got out. I was uh, not dressed to play because I was coming from somewhere else. And they're like, Oh, you're not going to play. I'm like, nah, I'm just going to watch I stuff going on. I'm like, Oh, all right. You should play though. And I'm like, mm. and then after watching for like four innings and seeing some of the worst defense I've ever seen and um, some piss poor hitting, I'm like, you know what? I got to get out there. I got to get out there. It's beautiful weather. It's almost June. So I was like, I got to, I got to do it. And here, here's how I'm going to end the podcast today. Final minute. We have, I know I've got listeners like my man, Chad in Arizona. Um, I got TJ down in El Paso. You guys get summer year round. This is mostly for my Midwest Canadian listeners. Got a few over there in the UK and Ireland as well. You guys, this is summertime. And June 1st is in two days. So look at your summer like this. You got all June, all July, all August. You got three strong months ahead of you. So whatever you really want to plan for the summer, get it set up these next couple of days. You don't want to be any projects I'm talking about. Like I got a project where I got a back little deck that's covered. It's not like enclosed, but it's got like a little roof over it. So I want to mount a TV on the back brick wall there. That way I can watch TV outside a little bit. Think about that. Some nice, like a nice summer night, you know, pop a, you know, pop a movie in. But like, you know, I mean, you watch a movie, a couple cocktails back there. I got some nice, cool little dangly lights that make it look even more like a place you want to hang. I got to get that done. I got, I'm, I'm right when I get off this podcast, I'm ordering on Amazon a TV mount for outdoors and that's going to happen. Because you don't want to get these projects lingering into June. All of a sudden, you're like, ah, oh, it's June 13th. Shit, we wanted to get that done. All right, hey, there's still plenty of summer left. If you keep telling yourself there's plenty of summer left, one day you're going to look at the calendar and you're going to be like, it's August 30th. What the fuck? Well, next year. Always soak it up. Soak it up as much as you can. All right, everyone, that's been the podcast for this week, the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. Shout out to the Patreon subscribers. I forgot, normally I do gratitude at the beginning. I'm doing gratitude at the end. You guys are amazing. Bonus episode coming out today for you which I got a really crazy story that I didn't want to share for the main one because I didn't want someone to hear it. It's private, one of those type of things. Not about me, about someone else. That's just fucking hilarious and sad in the same regards. But it's funny sad. So know that. All right, thanks for listening to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Cheers.